Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Consulting with Authority. Um, as always, excited to be joined by a guest and a friend, uh, someone that I'm actually doing some work with, and we're actually collaborating on some client work as well. So um, really excited to be joined by Arturo Del Rio, uh, who's joining me. He is the CEO and founder of SalesMaster AI. Uh, Arturo, let's jump in. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I've been really excited about having this conversation. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of these, and uh, I got to sure. tell you, I, I like the the... I've been super stoked specifically to have this. So we have had that experience of being able to work together and work on some of these things. And um, I got to tell you, that's not usually the case. Usually it's something a little bit different. So I've, I've sincerely been excited to have this conversation, Scott. Well, well, same here. Uh, we've had a lot of good conversations uh, on a variety of topics over the last few months. And uh, since we met and we were introduced by a mutual client uh, that we're both doing some work for and um and since we met, I just full disclosure, I got to tell everybody, Arturo, I am a user of your system and your services and uh, and a happy one. Um, so we'll get into some of that and talk more about it because it's directly related to the nature of these conversations anyway. Uh, but really appreciate you coming on, sharing some some of your time and expertise. I know you, you guys are going through sort of a major rebrand and, and launch of what you guys have, which is which is not insignificant. Um, and we'll talk some about that. But uh, to, to begin, maybe give everybody just a, a quick overview of your background, who you are, how you got started in in this uh, this world that, that you're in, what evolutions or key milestones happened along the way, and, and what you're doing now, uh, this exciting new venture that you guys have, have developed and that is out in the marketplace. You got it. Well, um, I was born on a cold, rainy Monday, so don't stop. No, so you know, it, this uh, my my um, you know me getting involved in this uh, uh, you know AI powered really business development solutions. All right, all kind of comes stemming back from one of my uh, one of my first first businesses I, I had. I was in my early. Uh, I actually founded it. I think it was nineteen or twenty when I when I started this business. But anyway, long story short. Um, you know, like most uh, 19 to 20 year olds, I was an idiot. Um, and I thought I knew how to scale things and, you know, grow businesses. And, you know, and um, let me just go ahead and say, I did not. Um, <laughs> I, you know, at the time I was, um, you know, selling, uh, I was selling wine. I had like kind of like this uh, wine distribution and consulting company I'd set up. And, you know, for me, I, I'd go out, no problem, sell 40, 50, you know, pallets a month. And it was, I don't know. It just wasn't hard. I just found it to be very easy and simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was a big stretch for me at the time, but I wanted to scale the business. So I went and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hire seven to 10 reps, which was a stretch for me. Let me tell you at that time to make this happen. Um, and, you know, what I thought, obviously, if Arturo sells 40 to 50 pallets, that must in too. fact mean that they will too. You got it. That's how things yeah. scale perfectly and linearly. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I did my darndest to really get people up to speed. Um, you know, I trained them. I thought I trained them on uh, the same things I was doing. Long, lo and behold, three months go by and right, we're just not getting the result. Yeah. And I, I just, I can't figure it out. I'm like, man, I, I, I did everything I was supposed to. I showed everybody what I did. And, and why am I not getting this level of results? So this is actually the impetus really for how I ended up even thinking about this area of where I'm getting into today, so where I'm in today with, with AI. Well, I, I, this is back in, um, 
for many of you, you won't know this, but uh, there were times where you had to go to the library to do research before the internet days. Um, <laughs> that was a real thing that happened in life. I was there. Uh, I, re- but, uh, I remember as well. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those days? So I went and I was like, you know what? Success always leaves some clue. Right? So I knew there had to be something that I was doing, uh, whether it was me, the customer, whatever, that was different. I mean, there had to be a correlation between you know my outcomes and the, the, the gap or lack thereof with the, with the people I brought in. Mm-hmm. So I spent two of the most miserable weeks. I'm not a minutia guy. I am not the small minor detail person. I'm just not that person. So it was, it was an arduous task at best. Uh, but yeah, I went and figured out local demographics and libraries, you know, I went and I used to always annotate things for really my own sales purposes, right? I would, uh, if I was selling to a restaurant, I would, you know, figure out what type of restaurant it was, was it standalone? Was it in a park, you know, in like a strip mall or something? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many seats did it have? Did it have multiple bars, right? This kind of deal, what kind of food did they serve? I did the same thing with liquor stores. Um, you know, again, in the wine world, figuring out, well, how many, how many rows of liquor is there here? Right. You right. know, where is this? What's the town? So I went and after these, the worst to of the world i i did notice though there was some very clear clear differences in my target audience um than than theirs uh because of the regions i was working in so i went back to the drawing board i used to have monday meetings monday morning meetings by the way we would start late um because well two things one you ever want to get people motivated start at 10 a.m on mondays you want to uh, people will lose their mind yeah. the one hour difference by the way um the other thing um, I like to have breakfast with people on Mondays and we'd have our chats, but, um, so we jumped in on the call and I, and I, and, and our somebody jump in and she's the call. You could tell it's been a, a couple of years of COVID. Um, we get, you know, we used to get together physically. Um, and I talked to everybody, I said, Hey, you know what? If it doesn't fit this specific criteria, don't, don't even bother. Don't call. Um, I don't yeah. care. I don't care if it's next door. Don't mm-hmm. it's that one second is a waste to do this. So lo and behold, you know, goodness, three months later, and we had an average uptick of 30 to 40% of productivity in each wow. individual. Wow. That was aggressive. So this mentality of looking at the details and really thinking about things ultimately led, you know, you flash forward, I brought this mentality into technology companies. You know, I had never been in technology. I, I you know, was fortunate enough to build and run, you know, a, a very large you know, uh, department for, for, uh, IBM, um, you know, for, for the mobile device management world. I ran Latin America built it, actually built it from the grand up, um, you know, responsible part of Europe, responsible part of the U S um, got to work at, uh, SunGuard availability services at the time, I think it was about a $2.5 billion company and they invented disaster recovery, which is super cool. Um, yeah. and I actually got all my tech chops there, right? I learned everything. I'm um, from cybersecurity to you name it. I also learned a lot about complexity and, you know, my best lessons in life have always been what not to do. Um, there's <laughs> been a lot of those on the way <laughs> and working in major corporate America and ultimately um, these major corporations um, nationally, internationally. But what, um, you know, ultimately, I wanted to change the way we think about business development. You know, it, it, there has to be a smarter way to create this process that was easily repeatable that could get somebody to produce day one where you basically remove the guesswork from the process. Yeah. Um, and that was really the mentality. And that's how we got to, that's how we got here today, Sales Mastery Act. And, um, you know, fortuitously, uh, products and services have been on the market for, for frankly, quite a few years, um, um, even under my past brand. Um, and, you know, now here we are. So that, that's kind of how we, uh, or how, how I arrived here. Um, it was a very interesting and fun road so far. Uh, I think it's going to continue yeah. to be, though. 
uh, yeah, I think I think the future is bright for what you guys are doing. Um, so rather than just stopping there and changing subject, let's let's dive a little deeper into this just so people can kind of understand um, what Sales Master AI is, how it you know how it functions, what it does. Um, you know, maybe just talk a little about what that what that product and what that service is and does so people kind of have that uh, understanding as we continue through the interview. Absolutely. So, you know, just a, a very, very simply put, um, we have kind of two ways we purvey Sales Master AI. We have this intelligent software um, that can automate your sales and business development process. Um, everything from finding the contact to starting the communication uh, all the way to the grave, right? It even follows up for you. All right. So right now, uh, Scott and I are speaking. Sales Master AI is probably chasing down a couple contracts for me. Uh, it's uh, tapping a prospect on the shoulder, asking them, "Hey, you know, I sent that note the other day. You haven't, you haven't responded yet." And you know, somebody maybe right now as we speak got a text message on my behalf with a picture of Ben Stein that says uh, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller on it, and says, "Come on, man, start up feel like Ben Stein. Give me a call." Right. So while while all this is happening, um, we've just found a, a very interesting way of, of creating intelligent. Uh, processes to automate the sand, right? We we want our customers focusing on the big rocks and, and doing what they do best. I mean, honestly, talk to your talk to prospects, close deals, follow up on deals that haven't closed yet, um, right. and engage ultimately when someone has engaged. We augment this with uh, or what we call affectionately our uh, aggressive growth ninjas <laughs> that will manage the business development cycle. Completely for you. By the way, this is all on multi-channels, which is so cool. LinkedIn, email, text message, SMS, voicemail dropping on your behalf, all the way through social media and everything in between. Um, we've even uh, added the ability for intelligent retargeting, uh, ad campaigns, and um, actually we're, we're going to be doing full, uh, we have callers and full sales cycle management uh, all the way through close. Um, as part of the rebrand, a couple of things were let go, but ultimately that's what we do. Uh, we use a combination of smart technology and AI to gain insights, learn things that other people didn't know, and ultimately automate all the BS that doesn't get you paid and you engage when others engage. That's it. Um, uh, obviously, as I would have no doubt, you summed it up really well and gave a fantastic overview just as someone who is utilizing the system and our Arturo isn't paying me for this. Uh, he didn't know I was going to give a recommendation or an endorsement or testimony or anything. But I will just say everything that he just described that the system does, it does. <laughs> so it's not like when you listen to that, you're like, that. when you listen to something like that, you're like, there's no way that it can efficiently and effectively do all of those things in an integrated way. But that's that's the that's the essence of the system is the fact that all these things are now integrated and talking to one another. Um, and yes, you can go buy or, or subscribe to seven or 10 or 12 different services that can do these things independently and try to connect them together and build a Frankenstein's monster. Um, and I did that. Uh, or, <laughs> a, lot, or, a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah, of course, because there, there hasn't really been a meaningful, viable solution uh, until recently. So, uh, But what you built with Sales Master AI and the other tools that surround it allows for that level of integration. And the way I like to describe this specifically to other coaches and consultants that are looking to create more efficient and effective business development uh, process in their firm is I like to say a system like this allows you to automate everything you can and should. Um, and I think that's really important because a lot of people, 
Uh, it's yours. It's yours. A lot of a lot of my clients, when I'm talking to them about potential automation, because it's an aspect of what I do too, through through what you guys are providing, um, is I'll help them build out those campaigns and so forth. And and there's for for a certain group, uh, and maybe you're watching this or listening to this right now. Maybe that's you. And it was me to an extent. There is an inherent hesitancy or resistance to automated, in particular, automated messages. Um, and the resistance and hesitancy is understandable. And it comes from the place of, of the experience that virtually all of us have had online, which is where we get bombarded and spammed with nonsensical, non-relevant, non-value, non-empathetic, non-resonating messages on LinkedIn, for instance, you'll connect with somebody and then you immediately get a message that is, hey, I want to sell you this thing. And it's like, that's not a compelling, meaningful way to create a new, you know, to create a new relationship and build that rapport and cultivate that relationship, much less make it sell. And so, but that's our experience. And so when we hear someone say, oh, I can help you automate your messages, that's what we immediately think of. Cause, oh, and, and we have that negative, that negative experience, that, that, that connotation around that whole automation piece. And it's like, I want nothing to do with that. I want to be authentic and I want to be genuine and I want to be personal. And it's like, yes, yes, you should want to be those things. You should be those things and you can be those things and you can still automate that too. So there, there is a proper, thoughtful, strategic, empathetic, authentic, meaningful, efficient, and effective way to automate that. Uh, so again, what in, in my estimation, what Arturo has built and what he's presenting and what we're, we're talking about here is a system that allows you to automate everything that you can and that you should. Um, and, and again, it goes back to what he said. It's about taking, uh, it's about freeing up capacity. It's about freeing up your time, which is your most valuable resource to go do the things that are the highest value for you, which is what Arturo talked about, right? Talking to prospects, uh, working to close prospects on the value that you can bring to them and then following up with the ones that, that haven't closed yet. So Again, not to not to just restate everything you just said, Arturo, but I think it's a really important point, and I want people to get clarity around what SalesMaster AI is, and um, and truly affirm that it can do everything that you say, and that it is not just. <laughs> well, I one do of appreciate these, that. Yeah, it's not just one of these dime a dozen automation systems that's just does. You, your philosophy does not even allow for no, this bombarding of, of sales messages immediately, like, like I've described, but like we both have seen. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the importance of this, because some I, I should also speak to another group of people who are listening and watching, which are the people who may be doing the bombarding. Maybe they don't want to be, but they don't know of a better option. They don't know how to properly cultivate an opportunity in an automated fashion. Let's talk, let, let's kind of draw a comparison between the status quo cliche traditional automation that we all know and hate <laughs> where we get bombarded mm-hmm. and the right way to do it. So however you want to describe that, sure. you know, the, the wrong yeah. way versus the right way. You know, the wrong way, what's amazing about the wrong way is there's a lot of things you can do wrong, but it's sometimes it's a little hard to pinpoint, but you know when it's wrong, you feel it. Right. right. So I'll give you one of my, my, uh, gosh, my most loathsome examples. Uh, you know, you connect with someone on LinkedIn in split second, pow, you send a message, you get a response. I don't care what the message is. Right. We know it's from a bot. Stop right. it. Okay. It's that simple. I, I know this seems, you know, may seem like a little harsh, but ultimately it's thoughtless. 
that's to me the difference between intelligent automation and automation. They're not the same. I'll remind everybody a Pinto and a Bentley are both in the category of car. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not the same. So it's about being thoughtful with this, right? It's about taking opportunity to be yourself at scale. That's what people don't seem to gather. I'll give you a perfect example. And actually, very frankly, this is a, a campaign and a message that, that frankly was inspired. A lot of it was inspired by Scott, right? We talk about the sincerity of a connection, the sincerity of wanting to have a true, and be clear about this, actual networking conversation. Right. I'm repeat that because some people don't understand that. Actual networking conversation. That doesn't mean you jump on and you start pitching people. Right. See, that's inauthentic. That's where we we lose the we lose the boat here or we lose the show. Um, sending a message that you really don't mean. I right. when I say to somebody, I'd like to have a 20-minute old school networking chat. You know, I'm making a concerted effort. I'll say this is actually verbatim from Scott. I'm making a concerted effort to turn my LinkedIn into a group of people I know. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That you may be sending that at some scale, but there's a difference between scale and blasting. Right. You know, right. I very sincerely put, um, there's a reason LinkedIn told everybody to get out of the pool. Stop sending 3,000 messages a month. You know why? Because they were of zero value. Yep. Hey, I'm impressed with your background. Really? Are you? you know Did you I even mean? look at my background? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just looked and I noticed you have not checked my page. Not one time. <laughs> right, right, right. That's in all. That is the name of in all. That is the, the exactly what we're thinking of in authenticity. Now, this is critical, though. It's about being thoughtful, right? Taking a pause. Uh, again, realistically, somebody sends you a connection request on LinkedIn. Are you actually sitting there and you have a copy and paste message in under a split second? You're going to send that note back? Of course not. Of course not. That's just about, you know, that's a poorly thought out process. It's not anything but, in my opinion, lazy execution. Yeah. Because, you know, even with, you know, and not to sell against myself, of course, you know, having things in, in one single pane of glass view end to end, of course, it's a better system. You know, if you want to put together 97 different things and try to make it work and live the dream. But the point being is, even with those lower value systems, you can think about this intelligently. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's an important point. Yeah. That's that's it. You know, that immediate response mechanism is bad. Nobody responds that way except chatbots. That's why you think of that, right? Nobody has a positive feeling about them, generally speaking, unless it's one of those three where there's a person that actually responds, right? <laughs> um, that's the mentality. It's about thinking about what you're doing. And then executing in a way that is true, right? Mm-hmm. That is authentic. And you can do that at scale. But what you don't need to be doing is sending a blast of 4,000 messages talking about how you're impressed with someone's background, whose page you haven't even seen. Yeah. I mean, again, that would be my uh, a big critical juncture. And the other thing, too, is the other part of this, you know, and this is where I and I, and I lean in on this often, uh, Scott, you know, there is a, there's a severe cost to DIY. People think they're saving money sometimes when, in fact, the reality is you do need a professional, right? Ultimately, I am not a sales copywriter, okay? I know how to sell, and I mm-hmm. know how to write emails. I'm, I'm, I'm proficient. I've been doing this for a long time effectively, but I'm not Scott. So the reality is, right, if, if you need some next-level thing of that variety, you go to a professional. If you're sitting there d- dabbling with a website, 
and you're neither a web builder and a, nor a web designer, nor a programmer, right. you have to start asking yourself, are you saving money? Really? Right. I don't think you are, you know, and, and overwhelmingly, not only is that time ill spent at something you're not great at, more importantly, you're not thinking about what you've lost. Exactly. What did you miss during those four hours yeah. you could have been doing effectively? The opportunity cost is the, the biggest single expense that any business ever has. And they don't right. see it most of the time. And, and no, you don't see it. And oftentimes the time is fleeting or the distraction is feel it feels so urgent that you just ignore the opportunity cost. But when you go back and you analyze objectively, um, what could I or my team or whatever been doing during the time where I was dealing with this problem or trying to figure this out or trying to learn this new skill set that I don't need to learn, right? Someone else that I can easily afford can do this much more proficiently and much better than I can. Uh, or there's a system out there that I can leverage that can do it much better, more efficiently than I can. Why am I investing the time and effort uh, or and actual dollars, right? I mean, it's, it's you know, people will look at, um, I'm not talking about SalesMaster AI, although it fits in that category or my services, but it, it's anything when you're making an investment around business development, they'll, they'll call that an expense. And it's only an expense if it doesn't work, <laughs> right? If it's not proven to be effective or if you don't give it, give it your, your full effort and it, and it doesn't work, then, then that's when it becomes an expense. Otherwise it truly is an investment that you should absolutely expect and demand a return on. And when you get that demand, uh, when you get that return, all of a sudden, how, how, how much more of this can we do, right? Becomes the yeah. question because your time is completely freed up. This idea of opportunity cost, especially with solopreneurs or people who have small teams, um, which is a lot of coaches and consultants, mm -hmm. frankly, they have, they must, they, and, and I'm in that group too. We must uh, protect our time as, as, as militantly <laughs> as we can. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, you, that's, you need that like you need oxygen. Right. When you're a solopreneur. Okay. And, you know, not in a bad way. You know, at this stage, I have, I think, uh, I think we're up to like 40, 43, 46 employees. Right. We have the ability to breathe a little bit in certain respects. Right. right? I can delegate certain things to certain individuals. When you're uh, operating as a solopreneur and having done this myself, and this, I'm speaking directly, this is my me talk, right? Um, <laughs> you know, and I remember at the time, one of the things I thought to myself, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I realized if I put a little bit more time in this area myself, um, you know, I'll probably cut $150 off my cost of month. Uh, and these are, these are the decisions when you're thinking small, right? Just because you have a small business doesn't mean you have a small operation. You know, right. that's not, right. that's not the same thing. You know, you right. can have, it doesn't tell you something, there's solopreneurs out there doing 50 to a hundred million a year. Right now, what is the gap between those and the folks that, you know, are failing up front? I think it's very simple. You're, you're failing to plan your plan. Yeah. You're, you're literally setting yourself up for failure by not executing intelligently and allowing the people who are best at what they do to do it. You know, I, I had somebody years ago when I was um, running Dream Bill Live, one of my, my, my coaching firms, and actually it's uh, for business development, sales growth, you know, uh, scaling. And I remember talking to one of the clients and said, well, you know, I cannot afford to have this e-commerce suite built the way it needs to be. I said, you know, at this moment, I said, well, what's the impact of you doing it the fast way? Right. 
Well, it's likely to create some problems with this. The customer experience won't be the same. I imagine I'll have higher attrition rates. You start going through this. And I said, well, it sounds to me like you can't afford to do it this way. Right. Because you're setting, you are entering in knowing that you're setting yourself up for failure. So the other thing is sometimes people need to realize you got to pause. You got to slow down to speed up. Very difficult. I suffer from this myself. Let me tell you. (laughs) And in startup mode, we all have the same problem or when we're early stage and in solopreneurs, sometimes it's forever. Mm -hmm. We forget, you know, that being in a sprint all the time, that does being busy does not mean you're productive always. Right. You know, I, 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 listen, as a guy who has driven a lot of sales and business development in my life, I've done so effectively, right. And as an, you know, not to my own horn, it's just true. My numbers have suggested I've been a lead performer everywhere I've been. I'm, I'm, you know what I've noticed? I missed two monster opportunities in the past six months. And where was the error? Instead of doing and employing the technology, mm-hmm. meaning follow up tag and never follow up again. I decided, no, 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 these, I'm going to work these two manually while I'm running and doing 400 other things, yep. building the business, acquiring new technologies, growth. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, Mr. Rely on the tech and let it handle the minutiae so you can focus, stepped out, decided <laughs> to be better at this than everyone else. And what yep. did I do? I ate it. Uh, very yeah. sincerely, one of those deals, about a $70,000 a month deal. Wow. Where should we be spending our time, folks? Right. So yep. it's just one of those reminders that you got to learn and you got to remember all the time. You know, it's uh, like one of my favorite Zig Ziglar quotes. You know, people ask me, you know, why, you know, I, I, I would keep doing motivation. You know, I had it once and it was great. He's like, well, um, you know, it, it doesn't last forever. Uh, he's like, well, you know, that's the same reason, same thing with bathing. You know, <laughs> it doesn't last forever. That's why I recommend you do it often, right? So exactly. it's just something you kind of got to stay on top of. But anyway, sorry for the, yeah. for the tangent there. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great tangent and, and one that I think is good for all of us to remember because we can all, I mean, you just said it, you just gave your own, your own story. Um, we can all get in our own way. Um, and so, uh, and, and that's going to happen. It is inevitable. What we want to do is, is mitigate that, right? We want to be aware of it and mitigate it. And that's where, um, and we're talking about business development, but frankly, our true whatever system, right? Whatever yeah. aspect of your business we're talking about, you you want to be able to run it in an efficient, effective way that over time requires less and less of you, less and less of your time, your effort, your 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 focus. Um, and that's true whether you're managing a team or you're doing business development or your sales process or financial issues or general operations or client delivery of the solution. You know, ultimately, if you want to grow your business beyond solopreneur, um, whatever level you want to grow it to, um, and you want to have the lifestyle that you want, right, which is uh, um, enough free time to make yourself uh, happy, uh, whatever that looks like, then you've got to remove yourself from that equation. And that requires a thoughtful strategic plan, just like Arturo, Arturo said, and the tools, technology, and people to support those efforts that, so that you don't have to be directly involved. Again, we're focused on the business development point of view because that's sort of the topic of the day. And, and that's where SalesMaster AI comes in and it's where Arturo's expertise is and my expertise is in. But, but this concept, this principle applies across uh, an organization uh, regardless. Um, Going back to business development, let's break this down. So we've talked about the importance of automating uh, the process and um, whether you do it, you know, 
whether you create your own automation system by plugging in a bunch of systems together uh, and hoping that it all works, or you use a you know turnkey type of solution like SalesMaster AI is, regardless, the automation, automating everything that you can and should is important. Um, and you can do that in a way that maintains your authenticity, um, resonates with the client, truly is meaningful and valuable in terms of establishing that relationship, as opposed to it's robotic and cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, let's talk about sort of the, the, as you're thinking about building out a campaign, we're talking about automating it, but regardless, let's talk about the essence of building out a campaign. There are three aspects I want to kind of dive into with you here. One is access. Where and how can, can we best access the individuals and the prospects that we want to communicate with? And, and Arturo, for the sake of our conversation here, you've worked across industries, across businesses, so you could speak to a lot of different ones. But our focal point today will be people like me, other consultants and coaches who are working with business leaders. So first question is around accessing their prospects, where and how. Second question that we'll dive into is the flavor of the messaging. Uh, when we're making initial contact and we're cultivating that opportunity. You've already given some examples and we started to talk about that a little bit, but I want to dive a little deeper into what is the nature of that messaging look like? And then thirdly, going back to the sequence. So the sequence of the messaging itself, but beyond that, you know, if we're talking about email as one of the media choices that we use to communicate with someone that has its own, you know, one, two, Mm -hmm. three messaging sequence, but there are other media, you talked about this, multimedia cross-platform, that's very, very important to make a campaign truly worthwhile, truly valuable. And so we don't want to just stay on one media platform when we have uh, the alternative of reaching people in different ways. So I want to kind of speak speak to that. Let's talk about access first, though. We'll kind of take each one kind of in a, in a, in a quick Absolutely. fashion. What would you, what would you, how would you tell someone like me? a consultant or a coach in terms of they want to be in front of more business leader prospects, where should they go and how should they start to make contact with that person? Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, in unequivocally in no uncertain terms, if you're dealing with business leaders, LinkedIn is the place to be. I mean, period, end of story. Uh, 64% yeah. of B2B deals went through LinkedIn, started on LinkedIn last year. That's amazing. And that, that that's the data that's that we have available. Right. So imagine how many went through there that we just simply weren't aware of. So ultimately, you're talking about a captive audience of 600, or excuse me, 760, 780 million mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I don't think, I, personally, enough said for me. Uh, and, but And the other note, too, which you're probably going to get to, but the other note, too, which I'll mention is those are business leaders as a rule, and they're there for business purposes. That the, the platform of LinkedIn is for business purposes, as opposed to other platforms that are not necessarily purely focused on business. Sorry, go ahead. Correct. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I was, frankly, you just took the words out of my mouth. You have a captive audience of people who are in business to do business on a business platform. Yeah. I, I To me, there's just not much else to discuss. And, you know, while the native tools in LinkedIn, I'll be, you know, candid and transparent as usual. They are terrible. Um, they are still better than doing it yourself. Yeah. Right. You know, at scale, you can find out people, you can interact, you can join groups, you can target based on similar interests, likes and dislikes. We buy from those we know, like and trust. Um, You know, so there's a lot of intelligent ways that we can gather information there and actually reach out organically. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, the combination we do is a combination of human and technology. So why is it so effective and why do we need both? Well, again, 
You know, there is a time and place for automation and there is not a time and place for automation. Exactly. And this is where we talk about it. Starting communications at scale intelligently should be automated. Continuing the conversation should be done by you. Yeah. Right. Uh, I I don't, you know, I think we make things, you know, Scott, I think think people have made this more complex than it needs to be. I used to. We all do. Yeah. You know, because we get into it and we're, and especially if you're creative and a strategist, which I know you're, by the way, killer at, uh, frankly, and I don't buy, I give no idle compliments, folks. This is very true. You can ask anybody who knows. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, you know, one thing that's, that's, that's critical about this is stop making this so hard. You know? Yeah. I, I used to train people this way. I'd ask them, hey, now you go to a party and uh, you're just a regular party among, you know, people you're interacting with and you stand next to someone and they start talking to you about themselves and they continue talking to you about themselves and continue talking to you about themselves. <laughs> How quickly do you want to roll? I mean, this is right. just simple. Well, we've taken something because it's of a business nature and now we've made it this foreign thing. Time out. What is different about the scenario I just talked about and that communication on LinkedIn? Nothing. It is two individuals that are communicating. Now, let me ask you again. Now you go to that same party and someone says, hey, you know, Scott, what's your background? What do you do, man? Oh, well, I, right? And here we go. Now we're talking. Well, the question is very simple. What, who do you want to talk to at that party? Yeah. Well, who do you think the prospect wants to talk to on LinkedIn? That's it. Again, we've made it wildly complex. Um, You know, I jump on there and some people are not going to get with the program, right? I've I've had conversations with people. I sent them a note, um, you know, let's jump on it. Oh, I don't want to network. Well, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Right. Uh, And, and I will also mention this and it's just a personal thing. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, a social network for business and don't want to network, you may want to read that first part of that sentence again. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. But I'll, I'll jump really, you know, talking about the effectiveness of communication um, and the sequence. This is right. critical. Right. This is critical. Now, uh, this is actually not my opinion or, or frankly, Scott's opinion. Uh, from, from this is uh, a data point from the National Advertiser Association of of the United States, right? These are people who have been doing this for a long time. And they were talking about increasing conversion rates, very interesting study. But what they what they talked about was, hey, you know, in this day and age, you want to increase conversion rates. In fact, you want to increase them 300 to 600%. Take what you're doing on one digital channel mm-hmm. and start hitting people on four or more minimum digital channels. Wow. Now, what does that mean, right? So LinkedIn, that's a digital channel, email, text message, voicemail, Facebook, right? Whatever that may be. This is the retargeting ads that we we made mention of. The reason is simple. Think about yourself. Again, we don't have to make this complex and weird. You're sitting at home. You're looking at something of interest. Ah, Bellwitz, I got to go grab dinner out the oven. Mm-hmm. I got to go up. Oh, you know what? This happened. We're in the middle of work. I have a planning session. Somebody calls me or Troy, you know what? Can you jump in here? I have a quick question about this. You give us a hand. Pow, we're off to the next thing. You know, with the overwhelming influence of constant information from all angles these days, you know, it's not the 1830s where there's, you know, that one newspaper that comes out on Sunday, right? Right. You're getting hit with information overload constantly. And moreover, 
the pace of change is the only thing that's constant. So right. not only can you not keep up with things that are happening, but you're getting slammed with info from every side. It is obtuse, I believe, this day and age to believe that communicating through one methodology is going to be effective. And anybody mm -hmm. who believes that, unfortunately, it's not going to be my opinion. It's going to be your reality. You will notice an impact. So yeah. for us, again, and, and you know, and, and again, we'll just, you know, whether it's Sales Master AI or what you cobbled together, Sales Master AI, the criticality and the effectiveness here, whether it's the managed or DIY versions, you think about this, LinkedIn, email, text, mm -hmm. SMS, voicemail, and all the social media components, Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, the posting in LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Not just direct messaging, right? These are all realities. And then moreover, the fact that we build the website in the system in Sales Master and it's sticky, it also later on, this is a downstream thing, but it allows you to do one more thing, intelligent retargeting ads. Why is that important? Well, I don't know if you're familiar with this, folks. This is important, especially for solopreneurs. You know, people have this thing where they want to throw money at paid ads. Dude, stop it, right? Especially in your world. It's just not effective. You don't have the money, right? Mm -hmm. And if you do, you know, that might be a different conversation if you really can throw serious dollars at it. And serious dollars isn't 10 grand a month, by the way. I'm talking about 50 grand plus is serious ad revenue. So mm -hmm. what ends up happening is people have this misconception where they'll put money on that, but then wait, why isn't it converting? I mean, I've I'm, I'm got this great ad. I got this great copy because people don't get converted on the ad. Very right. little understood by people. They're actually, I believe it's between 70 and 83% are actually converted on the retargeting. Well, yeah. guess what? You're talking about a difference in cost that's astronomical. So, and again, this is part of a business development workflow. We need to start right. thinking about this as an entire flow, not just one linear channel. That's just not how it works. So, by the way, for maybe 50 bucks a month, you know, you could be following a thousand people around and hitting them once a day with an intelligent ad placement. I'm saying again, 50 bucks a month for probably a thousand people you're hitting with an ad once a day, plus email, text, SMS, mm -hmm. you get the picture here. And what's amazing about all of the things we just described, if you did it right, you're not manually managing anything. This is fully automated. So while all of this is constantly, this engine is out there getting it for you, you, again, right back to what we talked about, focus on the big rocks, which yep. is talking to your customers and converting them, right? Or losing fast. That's fine too. You're not going to win them all, right? Um, but from a business development standpoint, Scott, I think that's one of the biggest misses today. And the only play people have is let's just throw more at it. Mm -hmm. Stop. This yeah. is why now emails have changed. Let's talk about the emails and other sequences. It mm -hmm. needs to be a combination and has to feel organic. If I send an email today, I'm going to probably wait three days if I don't hear from you. And, well, I'm going to wait. My technology is going to wait, and it's going to text you. Yep. Hey, Scott, did you see that email I sent the other day? It's our tour, by the way, mm -hmm. from, from, from Sales Master AI. Right? You know, natural mm -hmm. communication. No one ever sent a text message to someone that said, dear Scott, comma. Right? <laughs> You know True. what I mean? I get them from folks all the time. Yep. Let's yep. go back to what we started the conversation. This is not that hard. You're just making it harder than it needs to be because yep. you're operating a way you would never operate. So people talk about the problem being automation. It, it kills authenticity. No, your lack of authenticity is what kills is automation. It's what kills automation. Uh, that's a really important point. Let's say that again. It's not the automation that kills the authenticity. It's the lack of authenticity that 
kills the automation. And I think that is, uh, if, if, if someone just heard that, <laughs> uh, that's worth the price of admission today, because I think when, when you understand that and you know that that is true, because it is true, if you think about it logically, it must be true. When someone understands that, the opportunity for them to leverage automation, regardless of what tools they use and how they do it, right? This is not a commercial for Sales Master AI, although you should have a conversation. <laughs> uh, but, but regardless of how you do it, the value is in the automation, but it has to be done authentically. So, and again, maybe that is easier said than done, but the best way to be authentic in your automation is just ask yourself the question that Arturo posed a second ago. If you were your prospect, how would you want to be communicated with? What would you be likely to respond to? It's probably going to be question-based. It's going to be value-driven. It's going to be about that prospect, not about you. You talk about the other person, talk about your prospect, how you can serve them, but not, not how you can serve them, what questions you have about their situation that leads you to how you can yeah. serve them. So there is some nuance and there is some expertise in developing that messaging. But at the at the end of the day, that messaging can still be authentic, even authentic to you and natural and organic, even though the messages themselves are automated. Those are not the same thing. Automation does not mean inauthentic and authenticity uh, does not mean it has to not be automated, <laughs> yeah. right? Those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can have authenticity and have authenticity automated because it's still who you are and it's still about serving that individual at the highest level. Yeah, you nailed that, man. You nailed it, <laughs> Scott. And by the way, what he's talking about, very sincerely, this is not just about biz dev. And I know that's really our area of the world here. Sure. But man, automate your invoicing. Why are you messing with that? Right. Uh, right. Again, if you don't know how to write the sales copy, why are you writing sales copy? Again, you know what I mean? There's this mm -hmm. is just things. This is more about the method than the recipe, right? If you know 100%. how to, if you know how to make a chili, that's great. But if you know how to cook a steak, it doesn't matter what other things you do. You know how to cook the steak. What we're talking about here is is a mindset, right? Where you learn that the things that don't drive revenue should not be managed by you, and if you can find a way to take something and do it better at scale by replacing yourself or creating intelligent systems, mm -hmm. whether it's your accounting or frankly, your operational onboarding process, whatever that right. may be. And if you're not the person, go find them, right? Yeah. I'm not the person for back and ops. What did I do? I brought in a gentleman, Sila or, or a Josh or a couple of these, these individuals who are monsters beyond anything I'm going to learn by reading 10, 20, 30 books. And by the way, well, I read those 10, 20, 30 books to develop a skill I do not have that innately <laughs> I'm not going to be as good at, at the experts. I just missed that $70,000 a month deal. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Let's that that's, you know, I think that, um, if we, you know, this has been really helpful and I got to tell you, Scott, I'm very excited to share this with a lot of people, um, that there's a lot of people I know need to see some of this stuff. Well, same, same here. And I don't know that even I have heard it articulated as well as you have, and I think the conversation has been very helpful with me in terms of getting clarity on this question about automation versus authenticity, but understanding that the two are, 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 um, uh, they can go, they can and should go hand in hand is, is how you make one work with the other. Right. Um, so the other, the last note I'll make too, is just for everybody listening. And you may have heard me say this before and Arturo, I think you and I've talked about this too, but you're talking about all aspects of business, 
right? Making sure you're taking yourself out of the equation so that you can grow easier. You can focus on your higher value activities, whatever those may be. There's a, a simple framework I developed a number of years ago called ADO, and it's automate, delegate, outsource. So automate everything that makes sense for you to automate. If you can't automate it to a technology or a software, then delegate it internally if you if you have those resources. If you don't have those resources internally of people who have capacity to do that thing, then that means you should outsource it to someone who wow. can do that thing. And so if you follow that, that model and that principle, you're going to be able to, to free up a whole lot of time, take away a whole lot of anxiety and stress, have a better lifestyle. And at the end of the day, have a stronger, more productive and more profitable business because it's not all relying on you to be the expert in all areas. So automate, delegate, outsource, um, I think is a is a uh, a worthy framework. I need to do a better job <laughs> doing that myself. We're, none of us are perfect, but as long as we're aware of it, we can aspire to be better. But I got to say, Scott, that was wonderful. Uh, and I would like you to send me that afterwards. Yeah, sure. I've got, was, I've got a couple of slides on it. I got to tell you something. That's, you see, you really are my masterful at this stuff. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So well put. Thank you so much. And thank yeah. you again, Scott, uh, for having me today. This Absolutely. Awesome. No, it, it has been great. Last question. And then I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you or learn more about SalesMaster AI if they have interest, which they should. You can also reach out to me. I'm happy to, to walk you through my experience of SalesMaster AI if you want to hear about it. Last question, Arturo. Biggest lesson learned in your professional or personal career? I know that's kind of a loaded question to end with, but um, what would you say uh, in your time of doing business? What's the biggest lesson you've learned? You know, uh, it's it's a, it's really two things, in my personal opinion. You know, understanding, and I know I, I think I already said this three times today, but understanding your zone of genius and figuring out what you should and should not DIY, again, which yeah. you just mentioned, I actually summed up very well what I've learned over time. Um, ADO, I'll remember that one. Um, and moreover, one of the biggest problems um, in business is ego and pride. Yeah. Period. Let Nothing. Yep. You got to let it go. Um, if you're unwilling to learn, unwilling to be coached, I'm um, a CEO, I get tapped constantly by my team and I work every day to you know own it. Um, and ultimately, it all kind of comes down to your mental state of whether you're responding or reacting. You know, you react to a drug, you know, you respond to a situation, right? Um, you know, how to respond accordingly and learning how to step out of that picture, analyze, uh, analyze the situation truly and objectively and realize that if there is something that's forcing you or decision you're making based on, again, pride, ego, or I can, or I'm better, you need to take a pause and realize that that is the best way to fail yeah. um, wow. is being a and that, that would be something I would really suggest as a young man, especially in my early 20s um, and making these decisions. Unfortunately, I've always been coachable, uh, but I certainly had more pride and more ego. Um, you know, I think a lot of us did in our early uh, teens and 20s. And you know what? It, it was a opportunity where I, I learned from those mistakes. Right. Um, and that led me to a better understanding of really what we're talking about here, which is where you should be and should not be spending your time. Because you have one resource that you can't get back, and that's it. It's time. Um, learning how to manage that appropriately is the difference between, you know, in my opinion, success and failure. 100%. That's a fantastic note to leave it on, Arturo. I appreciate it. 
someone wants to get in touch with you, learn more about SalesMaster AI, where should they go? What should they do next? Of course. So I'd love to, you know, you hook up with me on LinkedIn. Uh, don't worry. Um, it may be the AI for a little bit, but it'll be me too. Uh, I'm just fine. Uh, but uh, you can check me out. I'm Arturo Del Rio Jr., CEO uh, and co-founder of ADMD Solutions, SalesMaster AI. Um, you can check us out at salesmaster.ai um, as well. And ultimately, uh, you know, I, I check out and talk to Scott. Um, you know, anytime you need to get a hold of me, he's a partner of ours. We work together on a lot of different things. And um, in all sincerity, um, really, <laughs> the strategist I would recommend for getting things off the ground. Um, and I mean that very sincerely. He's not paying me either. <laughs> um, Thank you. And, and, but we, we, we met through mutual client and, you know, we've been able to really create success in a very accelerated period of time for them. Um yeah. In just a few months. I mean, I think we're probably maybe only two, three months in and they've already been seeing results and they're happy. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're delivering value. And that, that's all we care about. I've, you know, tell you the truth. You know, it's about the results. So, but exactly. thanks again, uh, Scott. I really appreciate you having this. Awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We will we will do it again at some point in the near future. It's a great conversation. I appreciate the time, Arturo. Uh, be well, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete this short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high-value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.